five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Race at Home podcast, your premier podcast for everything to do with the Chrono Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lake Forest, the uh, voice coming to you from a hot, humid den somewhere in Steeston, joined virtually as always by Ani at Ani Strife. Welcome, Ani. Thank you, thank you. I'm um, feeling pretty sunny myself, but it has nothing to do with the weather, to be honest. No? Why are you feeling so bright and sunny today? Well, because my Phoenix Suns are knocking it out of the park recently, and I'm uh, pretty sunny about it, too. Yeah, I, I see what you did there. You were sunny about your sons. Uh, yeah. Do I need to explain it even further? or? Uh... Well, I, I understand <laughs> the pun, but I'm going to presume that maybe there are a few listeners of ours that uh, don't know of this Phoenix Sun you speak of. Well, it's just the greatest team on earth right now, at least in my eyes, you know. Playing like baseball, right? Uh, yeah, they're like uh, hitting up the diamond, you know, shooting the rock. Well, actually the rock, I think it's the proper basketball term. Anyways, they're shooting the thing into that metally hoopy thing. And uh, yeah, they do it quite well. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that uh, one of the teams that... Uh, you and I support is are doing well. I mean, I can't say I, I support the sun. Uh, basketball's dead to me. Yeah. But uh, I'm sort of thinking through all of the teams that I, I pay attention to. And I'll tell you what though, like my boss is a huge Haps fan and he's, he's happy as, well, <laughs> as I ever, as I ever excited. heard him. Yeah. Well, okay. And so Habs to uh, those of our listeners who are like, well, who are they? It's a uh, uh, Les Habitants Canadiens de Montréal, essentially the oh, Montreal nice. Canadians. <laughs> nice pronunciation there. But uh, it's uh, it's the hockey team in Montreal. They are uh, currently uh, going into the uh, essentially the NHL Stanley Cup semifinal. They'll be playing the winner of either the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado uh, Avalanche. But uh, yep. all of all of Canada's hopes for a Stanley Cup rest on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. In fact, they were the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup back in '93. Oh, were they? That it was that far, uh, that long ago, eh? It's been a spell. Yeah, the Vancouver Canucks uh, have been there twice, and that since then, uh, getting to Game Seven. Yeah, the, in, si- in the city is still uh, recuperating since then. Yeah, '94 and 2011, <laughs> um, and both both times Game Seven losses, both times um, a handful of people, and I, I say handful, I'm understating it here. Uh, a, a fair number of people decided to go and. Do stupid stuff. You can you can Google it. But uh, speaking of stupid stuff, this show must go on. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about this week, uh, how the Vancouver Titans fared. Uh, having uh, fared not too well the week not before. Great. No. Not great. Not uh, great. Maybe better than last week, though. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Toronto Defiant had the, uh, the week off, and unfortunately for them, uh, they'll also have uh, a couple more weeks off. Uh, based on uh, obviously the the June just uh, qualifiers uh, being complete, uh, got a little bit of news with each of the teams, and then obviously we're going to talk about uh, the June just itself happening uh, this weekend uh, with two teams uh, on their way, or probably already in the Aloha State in Hawaii. 
uh, playing two teams uh, from the Asian region. So uh, you know what? Uh, let's start uh, pushing this payload. Moving the payload. Join me. Let's kick things off talking about the Vancouver Titans two matches this past weekend. Now, when we recorded our last episode, they weren't mathematically eliminated from the Junjos. I mean, there was a whole requirement of crazy stuff to take place. Uh, but I, I don't think anyone truly believed the Titans were going to go and find a way not only to, to score themselves two wins, considering the opposition that they were facing, uh, but then have all the crazy stuff ensue to to get them into at least the uh, the uh, play-ins. Yeah. Now, their first match uh, was probably, you know, some would say against the toughest of the two opponents. That was a San Francisco shock. And, uh, you know, on the you and I, we, we both said the Vancouver Titans were going to lose. We, we had it maybe in our mind, it might be possible for them to, you know, maybe get a map, but we had sort of said, Hey, if, if there was a map to be won this weekend, it was going to be in the second match against the, the Dallas fuel. What it was we were looking for though, was a much stronger performance from Vancouver. Uh, when we think back to the, the weekend previous where, uh, I don't know how to describe it other than, uh, letting the Atlanta rain get a three Oh win, uh, by, by forfeit. It's, it's really a, a roller coaster of, of emotions in that regard, not because of like how volatile it has been, but, uh, just going from thinking that we're really, really bad compared to Atlanta, who is not like considered to be a top team and then performing better, better against, uh, the shock. You might think, well, hey, we're, at least we're not as bad as we used to be. But then you're going back to to that notion that maybe this Atlanta team isn't really as bad as, as well, at least compared to the shock as we thought. And then I'm like, okay, maybe it wasn't an anomaly for us. But we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk a little bit about that later. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to allude to the fact maybe the shock weren't the hardest matchup for us uh, in these two weeks, couple of weeks that we uh, reviewed the Titans matches. Yeah. So, you know, the game, the game was, was good though. It was. And that was, I think what everyone who follows the Vancouver Titans <laughs> was looking for the team to yeah. show up against the shock and show that they had that, that sense of compete. I sent, you know, that fire, Something. yeah. Uh, you know, in, in, in their soul. And, you know, we saw Dalton uh, come back into right. the lineup in place of Linkser, who had filled in for him the week before, as we had talked about last show, it sounds like Dalton had been fighting a, a, a bug of some sort, cold or flu or whatever it happened to be, but he was uh, healthy again. And uh, I'm not going to go and suggest that Dalton's re-entry is the reason why the Vancouver Titans showed up against the shot comparative to what we had seen the weekend previous. Uh, but uh, it didn't feel to me that the Vancouver Titans approached that that first map on on Lee Jang Control Center all too well. Yeah, um, you know, and and I was worried in that that first map we saw. I believe it was a a, a sim. Was it Sim May? I want to say. Yeah. They had- they, they tra- opted to do something funky, but the problem is with the Sim May, especially the Sim, is the fact that they. I, I think the Shock didn't really have any shields to to build up. Mm-hmm. Any any charge on that beam, and that's what you want to have. Yeah, and that and that was the struggle is that that first sort of map on on Control yeah. Center, the Vancouver Titans did not have the damage output that was right. necessary to even even. I mean, they might have won a team fight. I'm thinking to that map, and I, I actually don't believe they did. Yeah. Uh, but that was where you know they had some sustain, but the shock were simply able to push them bully. 
yeah. and uh, you know, Control Tower went quick. Hundred O Nero, he, he could do whatever the, the, he wanted because he wasn't contested on the Echo, right? How do you reach him up there? Yeah, um, but that took us over to <laughs> to Garden, and this is where the Vancouver Titans actually did much better, and potentially, save for a uh, epic, uh, you know, Winston boop. Uh, had a, a potential winning condition. I mean, uh, Smurf, uh, for lack of a, a better description, uh, Smurfed fire, not once, but twice. And in both situations, you know, swung a team fight, uh, the, the shock way, yeah. but let's, let's say for argument's sake, um, and especially in this sort of final fight where the shock win that map fire gets his beat off the Vancouver Titans. <laughs> had shown up to play this map and what's not to suggest the Titans don't get the win there only to then make, you know, that sort of momentum shift in their direction and potentially, you know, make the, the shock sweat. It didn't happen. Um, but, uh, you know, this is where I think we started to see the Vancouver Titans show that level of compete that was missing the week. before. Yeah. Fights were won, uh, points were capped, and unfortunately, there were uh, a few plays, like you said, that boop or, or those uh, self destructs from Nero that uh, mm-hmm. kind of gave those uh, fights away. But it, it was close and competitive. I, I, I uh, was, I enjoyed what I saw from uh, Vancouver on this map. Yeah. Now, going down one nil, that was to be expected. But we again, we were, we were seeing this this sort of level of compete uh, against the shock that had been missing the, the, the week before. I mean, we didn't see the same sort of, um, you know, energy against the gladiators. We definitely didn't see it against the rain. So yeah. that brings us to Hanamura and the Vancouver Titans uh, start on, on defense first. Uh, they put up a modest fight for, for point one, but the shock, you know, find their way to, 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 to take it. And then, they stop not only the, the snowball, but they hold on yeah. to prevent the shock from capping point two. And the yeah. shock tried, like they tried everything and uh, the Vancouver Titans were able to go in and essentially, you know, if not dodge each punch, roll off each one to throw one of their own, uh, whether it would be fried wiener, um, you know, and it is, is Sigma play or uh, I think at this point, was it to true that had gone on the echo? I want to say. I think so. Uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate that they uh, exper- experimented with an off-meta uh, look at the start. I think like mm-hmm. it was the Dalton on the, on the Cree, and they had the Sigorissa versus the meta. And it's it's safe to say that we already have like a very very solidified meta at this stage uh, in this in this uh, hero pool. Uh, but you're right. The fight, especially on point two, Vancouver looked better there were so many fights there and teru uh was on the echo and dalton was very very good on on the reaper and uh meta versus meta when it was mirror composition there was a a nice stretch there where san francisco didn't really know what to do and you would think okay we have a win condition which is you know about as much as you can ask for in 2cp especially versus you know, the, the, the San Francisco shock who, regardless of what you might think of how they performed, they're still like a top tier team and like a couple of tiers above Vancouver and Vancouver started out. Well, I think they, they went super aggro on their attack, which is exactly what they were supposed to do. And there were many, many, many close fights that ensued like picks going back and forth. 
uh, uh, and it, it looked like, oh, here we go, Vancouver's on top, but then, or are they? And and yeah. Striker kind of activated like he does occasionally that cheat mode, and it just felt not fair. And Vancouver, uh, sorry, San Francisco was really fighting hard, and I guess it's like a good compliment for uh, Vancouver itself, where they just went head to head like two big, you know, heavyweight boxers just punching away, and it was. Um, very kind of disappointing that they couldn't cap it or couldn't get the map but but i was honestly quite pleasantly surprised and pleased with vancouver's uh performance in this map and and following lee jung tower as well where it didn't feel like it's it it, it could have been easy just as easily like a you know a top three team going against a top five mm-hmm. team right Yeah, and I, like I think if there's one thing we we take from hanamura if you look at this this sort of collective fan base or, or collective group of people that are observing the Vancouver Titans at this point. Normally when you see a one Oh, it's definitively one-sided. It wasn't here. No. Like the Vancouver Titans simply, um, found a, um, a, a opponent who was willing to go all in while they were going all in. We have talked on this show, how we want to see the Titans play an aggressive sort of foot first style. I mean, it's when we've seen success is when they are the one trying to dictate the match. Maybe this is also hearkening back to that first season when that's what we saw the Vancouver Titans just do constantly, yeah. different roster, different time, different meta. But when we see these glimpses of potential, it's an aggressive team, one that's not playing passive, one that's not playing uncertain. And when they are coordinated in this aggression, good things happen. Problem, San Francisco shock. If there's something that they're known for, it's like, you know what we're down uh, in a four, six fight. We can take this. Yeah. I mean, there, I want to say they had gone on to stall heroes and they're still engaging right. and able to go and, and sustain. Um, if there is though, an indicative, uh, meta to have been defined. And I mean, I think it has been this rush comp we're seeing, uh, there was a tweet that was shared. This is actually shared uh, by at uh, VA ports or Vaports on, on Twitter. It was, it was actually tweeted out well before the Titans match, but this fight on Hannah Murrow went down just like this. Here's a, here's a recap. Surrender to my will, surrender to my will, nerf this, nerf this. Oh, let's break it down. Oh, let's break it down. Nerf this, nerf this, nerf this, nerf this, die, 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 nerf this, nerf this, nerf this, angry monkey sounds all in between. It's not, it's not, it's understandable how people start comparing this a little bit to goats meta mm-hmm. where nothing dies. And like you see six alts versus six alts and, and to make things worse, you have the echo who brings in more self-destructs all the time or reapers. It's, it's quite ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's really what, it, 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 if we think about it, the, the linchpin in this meta is the echo Yes, because that, that yes, echo providing you the, the, either the reaper or the, the diva alt, unless it's the miscue when suddenly you've got echo, you know, <laughs> trying Lucio to drop or a the Lucio <laughs> or the Moira. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it's, it's functionally it's, yeah. what, it's, what's keeping together. It's the Moira who initiates with the coalescence that they get so, so quickly. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, the, the, what will, uh, tilt the fight in your favor is usually the better, uh, the better echo. Yeah. Um, and in this case, the better echo was, was with the shock, but that that's yes. not, that's not a knock on, on Taru here. Um, it just happened to be that the shock played that little bit more aggressive, um, than the Titans did. 
So Titans are down 2-0 going into Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood is no longer Hollywood North. Unfortunately for the Vancouver Titans, um, they put up a respectable defense. Yeah. But they, I don't know if they had just left everything on Hanamura. They had nothing left in the tank uh, when they went on attack. And they they lose uh, Hollywood to 3-0. Vancouver Titans lose 3-0 altogether. Uh, thankfully, not in record-setting time, which is what uh, uh, Zoe had predicted uh, the Vancouver Titans uh, <laughs> would lose. Uh, but I think when I look at this 3-0, I'm happy with the effort that we saw. It's the close 3-0 that we <laughs> hoped well, for. And I had alluded to this in, in RSP Chord. If the Vancouver Titans played every single match to this mm-hmm. point, the way we saw them play against the San Francisco Shock, the Vancouver Titans have wins on the board. And if we think about just the June Joe specifically, I'd argue that Vancouver Titans would have had at least one win coming into this past weekend and potentially have had two. Now I don't, I still don't believe they beat the, the, the shock or the fuel. They would end up with the two, two record, but again, it, it's just a, it's a matter of perspective. The it's- Vancouver Titans. They need to bottle up this San Francisco shock effort. Yeah, it's also a, a very, very, very unlucky uh, draw with the schedule. They played mm-hmm. the Gladiators, the Rain, the Shock, and the Dallas Fuel. I don't care what team you are, but that's a brutal, brutal schedule to have. Yeah. Um, if there is something to positively look ahead to, they don't have to go through a June just <laughs> the rest of yeah. the way. Um this takes us to the, the, the match on Saturday where they play against the Dallas fuel. I am going to suggest that it wasn't as close of a three Oh as yeah. the three Oh that we saw against the shock. Um, the fuel handled the Vancouver Titans on Oasis. Uh, yeah. Titans couldn't get anything going of all sky and, and Nambani was, they, they had the mirror uh, meta, like get played all the time. And, and like you said, the echo will come on top and sparkle is probably a top three echo or top three, anything he plays really. And that's kind of how it felt, even though like Oasis, they had some good uh, fights won, especially at the first uh, uh, map. And there was some signs of, of, of hope, but eventually it was always like uh, the sparkle uh, hero plays. Also his ultimate usage was very good. And and even there was a point where we had like six alts and they had just one and still they kind of came up on top. Uh, something to be it has to be said about the strength of schedule, like I already mentioned. But Dallas, after their loss against uh, against the Shock, uh, I believe it was like uh, the week before, they had an absolutely amazing uh, performances this week. They they beat the Florida Mayhem and then they beat. Uh, uh, Houston, and then they beat the uh, Gladiators. It was a hell of an opponent to 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 you know work against. Mm-hmm. What else did we have there? Uh, Volsky was kind of weird. There was an Orissa Diva comp. It was like very swiftly disposed of by Dallas. They had like a huge uh, time bank to work with, and and they just you know uh, destroyed us. Olds were flying, but you know the bomb by Hanbin was uh, the one that got fired there at the end at, our, mm-hmm. at the Titans push, and it wasn't wasn't enough. And uh, there was another attempt. Both Winston's they 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 got picked, but again Hanbin was the one to come up with the clutch pick. Uh, we we did, something needs to be said also about like at the end of the day about the 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 level of of players on each individual team, and I I don't think it's something to 
like a, a slight against Vancouver when you say like a team like Dallas Fuel has a more uh, talent-heavy roster. And at the end of the day, despite of how you play the meta, uh, those, you know, hero plays by someone like Hanbin or Sparkle, they are what will tilt the, the fight to your favor, even if the fights are pretty close and there is like good alt management or whatnot. So it's fine. And Numbani... Again, mirror meta comps. There was an extended fight. It, it, it eventually went to Dallas, even when there are splits, and they just pushed Titans away. And then there was no... Uh, I don't think any fight went towards the Titans, and they had a big, like, three minutes uh, time bank to work with Dallas. And Sparkle just went mad. Maybe maybe just uh, Vancouver got tired, as, as you would probably after demoralizing zero to deficit and i think like sparkle had like two diva bombs in the same copy uh and they just they were the better team well and we'll get into this dallas is almost meta proof yeah right like they're they're not but they don't have a hit scan well but that's the thing is they're not constructed (laughs) in a manner that would suggest that that would be possible but they are proving that they are extremely adaptable and sort of play even within the rush meta that we saw, they play it their way yeah. um, to their strengths and they are a, a force to, to be reckoned with. Unfortunately, the Vancouver Titans happened to face them in a, in a match that Dallas all, you know, they Dallas needed to go and, and get three. Yeah. Right. I mean, that that's the other thing that we, we don't really even touch on San Francisco won a three on the board. Dallas won a three on the board. Obviously, every team wants to to win 3-0. Yes. But it the way the schedule is constructed is that they could not afford to lose maps to get themselves the best seeding going into the 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 play-in. So, you know, with respect to the Titans, they were they were already hard pressed coming into the, the match itself. Mm-hmm. But uh, that meant the Vancouver Titans uh, finished the June Joust uh, 0 for 4, uh, which is matching their uh, May Melee performance of 0 for 4. And it also meant that the two Canadian teams uh, would be on the outside looking in uh, for the June Joust. The Toronto Defiant hadn't been uh, previously, unfortunately, eliminated with their uh, 1 and 3 June Joust record. Mm-hmm. Before we get into everything else that's been going on in the fray, let's talk a little bit about what's happening here in uh, Vancouver briefly. Um, the uh, match, I guess it would have been a weekend ago um, when conversations started to take place as to what's going on with the Vancouver Titans. Um, there was a number of people started having this conversation in Titans court. I chimed in just more so with questions. I'm not going to go and suggest that I have the answers. I am not a professional Overwatch player, so I can't go in and tell you, well, here's what's going wrong. Uh, But uh, a friend of the show, Katrina, um, who we talk about quite regularly, uh, she posed a number of these questions in in Titans Cord. And lo and behold, the Vancouver Titans pushed out a Titans Tactics video with the coaches, Flubby and Pew, where they answered all of Katrina's questions. And my show notes quite literally say, Katrina forces (laughs) Titans coaches to answer questions. I did you watch the video there on me? I haven't. No. So, I mean, they don't get into anything 
too specific. There's, there's no real juice to be had out of the video. What's interesting is that they do address a, a couple things that, uh, that I had brought up. One was, is it possible that the Vancouver Titans had a meta misread? Um, they said, no, it was an execution issue. Uh, they had a plan going in, they understood the meta, but for one reason or another, the team wasn't able to execute the vision, especially against the Florida mayhem. Uh, another question had come Not up. Not the about- Atlanta rain or. Oh, no, sorry, against the Atlanta Reigns. Yeah. Sorry, I mixed them up. I think everybody uh, failed to execute their vision against the Atlanta Reign this uh, few weeks. And then uh, there was a conversation as to how Chang uh, uh sort of integrating within the team, and uh, they had said, you know, fairly well. Um, nothing, again, nothing too juicy, but nearly every question Katrina had sort of posed was presented to the coaches and they answered. Sure. But it, it, the, the, prior to this video happening, it got me thinking. Wouldn't it be cool if there was some level of, of, you know, press pool or, or, or press access, so to speak. Like I think about traditional sports, um, there are, is an ability for press to, to talk to coaches, ask them questions. Sure. You get cliche answers mostly, but every so often you get a little nugget or a little bit of gold, um, that can sort of provide some explanation as to what took place. I'm here not to get fined. Well, yeah, you're here (laughs) not to get fined, I'm not suggesting that they all have to sit in front of like zoom and have a variety of different sort of press people address their, them, uh, and ask them a variety of different questions, but it would be cool to have sort of like a pool reporter who could then provide that insight, um, whether it be audio, whether it be video afterwards, like we, we look at each match, the overwatch league will interview a player. Usually it's Danny talking to someone and they ask some questions and we get that one player from the winning team's perspective. We hear nothing from anyone else. I feel that that's a miss by the Overwatch League. I'm not suggesting everyone have to answer. There should be a sort of designated player or a designated coach from each team. Just answer a handful of questions to provide context. Because I don't believe the league can allow, like, rely on teams to be as forthright. And I had floated the idea, wouldn't it be cool if maybe we as RSP were to go and reach out to the Defiant and the Titans and say, hey, we'll give you, you here's like five questions. Like the same five questions or whatever it might be, maybe like a, a write-in question or something like that. And then in turn, you know, share that information you know, through the podcast. So food for thought. Yeah, it's possible. It's just a matter of like allocating resources to that, who who <laughs> runs this thing and what platform is it on. Yeah. Well, that's it, why I feel like the Overwatch League could do something. And again, like if they had a pool reporter and, you know, look at traditional sports, often teams themselves employ a, a pool reporter, um, who just asks a series of questions. It's team friendly. Um, there are other leagues that have maybe a neutral party, but that neutral party then sort of shares with the press pool. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would be nice to get sort of greater insight. So we don't have to wait for a team to maybe, or, you know, maybe not provide us that insight. Um, the other thing the Vancouver Titans uh, adjusted between sort of the weekend that was in this past weekend is the uh, breadsticks promotion. Mm-hmm. Now it's not only just map five. If a Vancouver Titans support player gets a boop, an environmental kill wow. or in a match breadsticks for all. Now the first match against the San Francisco shock Smurf booped fire off twice. So people then asked, is that reverse breadsticks? But no, it, it's not. <laughs> It had, however, brought up this, this discussion in RSP court is having boops for breadsticks, placing undue pressure on someone like fire. 
Yeah, I'm not sure why why they limited to support only. Like, there's a whole variety of uh, uh, characters that might get boops. Um, what is played right now that can get boops? Like the Winston uh, D- or the Diva? Diva could Diva Winston uh, Lucio. If uh, a Farah comes out, yeah, we, ha- we have seen some some pharmacy. Sure. Um, I mean, I mean, in Ryan outside of Locke could potentially get a boop. <laughs> he should get paid for each of these boops if he's the only one who's like uh, uh, in charge of of that kind of responsibility. The mm-hmm. the, the 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 breadstick clause in his contract. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it it got me thinking, and I you know I come from the mindset, and I'm a, I'm an old man, so maybe that's it. If that's pressure that you feel you're probably not focusing on the right things. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's like the, like I'll use hockey. Hockey's got this promotion, at least for the Canadian teams, where if a player scores five goals in one game, someone wins a million bucks. And uh, every so often a player will get up to four and it has happened. A player scored five, but a player got up to four and it, you know, many Canadian hockey fans and even some hockey fans outside of Canada start talking about, Oh, give that player every opportunity to get on the ice to get goal number five doesn't always happen because generally if that player has four goals, it's so one-sided that, you know, they start to maybe take their foot off the gas a little bit. Um, But this, this does come up. I don't think any, you know, NHL player who gets four goals is then starting to think, Oh my goodness, I got to get number five. Someone will win a million dollars if I get five. And if I don't, they're going to hate me forever. Cause I don't think that even comes through their mind one second. So when I, I think about fire in this situation or maybe Rolf, if, if, you know, it's possible, um, I just feel that, that, that type of pressure doesn't really, but there are those that say, Hey, you know, the Titans are, are doing their own players a disservice. So, mm-hmm. um, one last thing about the breadsticks, this marketing promotion with pizza hut <laughs> yeah. is like unreal. Uh-huh. You've got breadsticks as a, a mean, like everybody's um, talking about it. It's probably the biggest story with the Titans this year. Yeah, I mean it's you 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 get it in all the owl broadcasts. Um when when other teams are now booping, you know, <laughs> their opponent off, breadsticks get referred to. You got the San Francisco you see it in shock. the chat with the with the baguette uh, icon yeah, as well. Uh, apologizing, you know, we're sorry Vancouver Titans that you don't get breadsticks, but hey, if you reply to this tw- <laughs> tweet, we might give you 100 tokens. Like, you know, as you think about marketing activations, I I'm sure there are others that have popped off, but I can't think of any anyone that is to the level of of the breadstick meta mm-hmm. anywho um speaking of uh marketing activations though the toronto defiant uh, have not been you know sitting uh, on their their loyals as an organization they've got a ton of different contests going on right now you could win a a, a mic from epos um it's actually a pretty good looking mic and they've got um i think agilities has like a contest i think Kark, you had one too team has one uh, they've had some contests about uh, uh, through Skip. Uh, they've got one with a uh, essentially a gaming PC, and then the, the one that was just uh, shared uh, today is that uh, you can actually enter to win uh, a private coaching session for you and three friends with Agilities and guest uh, coach Fran, which I think is pretty cool. You know, getting you know that involved. We've seen the, the Defiant do something similar with with uh, Car Cube before. Uh, the Vancouver Titans kind of did something like that uh, when uh, when Fisher was in town briefly last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I, I like, you know, that type of opportunity uh, when you can sort of 
learn from the pros and become better at the game. I, there's nothing that can improve me, but maybe on you should throw your hat in the ring and, and, uh, and go pro. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm close. I'm close. I'm almost there. There's like this one plateau that I have to like o- overtake and, uh, I'm right there, but in all seriousness is like, it's a good promotion, but, um, and it's very cute, but there are no breadsticks. So. Well, okay. Hey, you know, I, I trade a coaching session for like a bunch of breadsticks for sure. Toronto defiant OAM. We know you listen to our show. <laughs> you heard it from Omni. Like, you know, winner gets to choose a private coaching session with agilities or Fran or a bunch of breadsticks. I mean, imagine if like, uh, if there is now like an opportunity that they're, they're going to reveal, I saw a tweet from, uh, John Spector about uh, revealing the June joust uh a skin imagine it's like a ryan wielding a huge red stick instead of a hammer i want, I want that skin i don't I know if the titans are good enough for that but it could be epic oh man yeah i totally want that <laughs> yeah red, red, like, red crumbs lying everywhere too uh, you know we we now need breadstick emotes in game sure that's that's it uh anywho we'll take ourselves a short break uh, before we dive into the fray back at the the week that was again it started on uh, the thursday afternoon things kicked off with an interesting start you see the boston uprising were taking on the paris eternal and having put in a, a solid effort in their first week of action facing a team like paris who arguably is well you know what maybe doing better than than some like us expected well, the Boston Uprising kicked things off by losing to the Paris Eternal plus, 3-2 in a match. with a new uh, player on board. Well, and this is the, okay, yeah, we're, we were going to get into this, yeah. but the Paris Eternal, you know, lost Elevote, who retired due to, for health reasons, um, and uh, and brought in a, a player who, Vestola, joined them, like, was it a day or two before the match? Because again, it's an early start in the week and, and things mm-hmm. move real quick. Um, but despite that, they were able to go and gut out uh, a three-two win uh, against the Boston Uprising, which instantly opened the door to some of the crazy that could potentially happen. Now, the Uprising at this point in time were still in the driver's seat because crazy would have to occur. And our friends over at the Weekly Uprising podcast had already done the math and had like Boston Uprising before going into that match, having like a ninety percent chance of making the June Jazz play-ins. Uh, after this, they still had them making the the play-ins like. It's something like 80%. I can't remember how they, you know, Dr. Strange did all up, but uh, that match was followed by the Dallas fuel beating the Florida man three, two in a very, uh, you know, close, uh, hard fought match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, Philadelphia fusion beat the Guangzhou charge three Oh, that was to be expected. The Seoul dynasty beat the Chengdu hunters three, two. And again, another sort of, uh, close match. This is where we look at Asia Pac. There's Seoul. Uh, Philadelphia to some respect, uh, Chengdu, Shanghai, they're sort of, you know, duking it out, but we're now starting to see the parody, uh, within mm-hmm. that region. How about the homestand too? That was pretty cool. Well, yeah. And Hangzhou spark who hosted the, mm-hmm. the teams, uh, you know, first and foremost, uh, put on a solid event, the, sure. the, in, like the city was involved. They had like 
the Hongzhou Spark icon or sort of logo on buildings. They had like the buildings lighting up with the, that hot pink color. And the Hongzhou Spark uh, did not disappoint beating the Los Angeles Valiant 3 yep. 0. I actually watched that match uh, in a replay. And uh, it was it was kind of neat hearing the buzz of the live crowd again. Yeah, I agree. Uh, last uh, week we were speculating as to why were uh, the Valiant featured as a you know as the um, encore match, and and now now I get it why because it was you know the hosting team well, in that event. So I guess that's in in, in that match. Yeah, that made that did make a lot of a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, Fast forward to the afternoon, the Los Angeles Gladiators beat the Boston Uprising in 3-1, which meant the Uprising were in a position where they needed all sorts of different things to happen, Mm -hmm. um, having lost to the Glads. And thankfully, they did. The San Francisco Shock beat the Titans 3-0. The Washington Justice showed up this week. They beat the Florida Mayhem Mm 3-0. So who knows what happened in week one, but week three Justice was the Justice (laughs) we'd expected to see. Uh, Decay returned too. Yeah. The Philadelphia Fusion beat the Los Angeles Valiant 3-1. And in taking a map off the Fusion through the uh, Asian yeah. region, you know, standings uh, a little bit uh, off kilter. Seoul Dynasty beat the Guangzhou Charge 3-0. And the Hangzhou Spark, again, showing up for the fans, beat the Chengdu Hunters 3-1. Gotta say, our uh, our buddy on Dante, he's having a good run with yep. his Hangzhou Spark right now. Home court advantage as well. Yep. It's a real thing. Los Angeles Gladiators burst the bubble in Paris by beating that team a 3-1. Dallas Fields, we already know, beat the Vancouver Titans 3-0. And in a very close match, the San Francisco Shock beat the Washington Justice 3-2. What's interesting to note is the Washington Justice needed a 3-0 win against the Shock to to punch their ticket into the the June Joust uh, play-ins. That did not occur, uh, but they were coming in hella confident. I'm trying to think who it was that Danny interviewed and his response was, um, we will beat, we're ver- very certain we're going to beat the shock three O and oh, then I don't remember. Um, oh, I, I don't believe it was decay, but, but yeah, I mean, it was like, and Danny then as he's translating, uh, the, the justice player said, well, maybe we'll beat them. <laughs> like he, he, qual- he walked it back a little bit. So then Danny had to, had to clarify. It was kind of. Uh, kind of neat to, to see that happen. Hmm. Um, and the, uh, that let's set up sort of the, the final day of the weekend Sunday. So uh, the way things shook down is you had the New York Excelsior, Hangzhou Spark, Seoul Dynasty, Shanghai Dragons, in the Asia region playing for their uh, June Joust uh, fame. On the uh, NA side, you had the Dallas Heel, Houston Outlaws, Boston Uprising, Atlanta Rain, Los Angeles Gladiators, and San Francisco Shock. So first match, Excelsior beat the Hangzhou Spark 3-1. This match surprised me. Not to suggest that New York isn't a capable team, but Hangzhou had been on such a run that I am somewhat surprised they're not the team to to punch their ticket. And then the Seoul Dynasty lost quick uh, to the Shanghai Dragons 3-0. Yeah. Fast forward to uh, the NA side. Battle, Battle of Texas. Texas. If you had to say the Dallas Fuel fighting the Houston Outlaws would be a blowout, which team do you give the blowout to? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like we're smarter now with uh, having watched the Fuel take you know the the, the last uh, tournament. So, 
Yeah. Well, and that, but that we didn't see the fuel as dominant mm-hmm. in, in the June joust and Houston outlaws seem to have figured out the, the meta quite well, well. What do you mean? They just beat the Vancouver Titans 3-0 in a very dominant fashion. Well, yeah, but I mean, when we <laughs> compare the two teams, Houston was the, I yeah. think the one that had, had sort of the, their, their car most in gear and they played the weirdest picks. Yeah. I wouldn't expect like a 3-0 in here to either side. No, but, question, it, but yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I mean, Dal- Dallas played to their strengths and Houston played to. To Dallas's strength. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like it was oh so weird. Um, Boston uprising. They must've celebrated early cause they didn't show up against the Atlanta rain rain. Take that one three Oh, so that sets up fuel glads rain shock. I'm I could I could see the fuel winning over the glads. I could not see the rain beating the shock yet. Fuel beat the gladiators three one, and the rain. Like first of all, I I don't know how they even possibly do it. They beat the shock three zero again. The shock played like Houston. Yeah, it's like the, the in this meta, it's just not a contest uh, against against Atlanta, something about like how they support Nero on, on that pick that we've already uh, alluded to how important it is to have the, you know, the, the echo dominate the fights. And it felt like a little bit off. It felt off uh, on the tank lines. Somehow Gator and Hawk are uh, incredible on the, on the Diva and Winston, which they weren't known for, but, and Iris is really good on the, the Moira, but definitely uh, uh, Pelican is, you know, the big story here, as often it will be the case in the June Joust with the Echo player. He's yeah. been, like, tearing it up. It's like, uh, reminds me of those uh, stages where DK was, like, a league above all other superstars. So that's kind of, like, how, how, how Pelican uh, was performing during this uh, meta on, on the yeah. Echo. But as it stands... We have our final four for the June Joust to determine the New York Excelsior are going to take on the Atlanta Rain and the Dallas Seal are going to take on the Shanghai Dragons. Uh, Thursday, June 10th, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern is the first match, 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 10.30 p.m. Eastern uh, for the second. Again, the reason for these times is that uh, the NA teams are in Hawaii. I So I've, I haven't locked in my my uh, bracket. Yeah. Which uh, if you are interested in doing so, we're going to RSP pickings momentarily. Uh, you have to lock in your bracket before the tournament yeah. uh, goes live. I just did um, without knowing that I couldn't revert anything. Cause just as I clicked on that submit bracket, I wanted to change something. And I'm like, Oh, you can't anymore. Nope. But maybe it's for good uh, reason. I don't know. So uh, Excelsior rain. I, I don't know what to make of this. I think I would give it to the rain and I, 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 I don't know maps, but I picked the rain too. Yeah. Uh, fuel dragons. I kind of feel the fuel kind of feel the fuel win this one again, it's difficult for me to pick maps. Sure. Um, that brings us to I'm, a, uh, yeah, I'm with uh, you on dragons. That. Did you have fuel dragons or I picked the fuel. Okay, so we got the two NA teams going into winners round two. Uh, who do you have coming out of the New York uh, Shanghai matchup? Shanghai, great. I, I don't think that that uh, uh, goes without saying. Uh, of the rain fuel, who do you have coming out of that one? Ah, uh, the fuel will take this. 
Okay. And I, so for me, again, my difficulty here is I don't know what to make of the rain. However, it's hard to knock the fuel. They are your main melee champs and they are playing hot. So They're I'll also, agree. you know, the main uh, character. They're the protagonist of the league, right? Sure. Uh, <laughs> Atlanta, Shanghai. Let's come out of that fight. Ooh, this took me a while to like think about. I, I picked the dragons at the end. Again, okay. the same rematch from last uh, stage. Okay, uh, you know what? I like the storyline. I'll agree with you there. Who wins the uh, the final, Fuel or Dragons? So this is a, an interesting one. I picked the Fuel, and then I'm like, no, I'll pick the Dragons, but then I couldn't revert it. So you already I, submitted your Yeah, bracket. so maybe it's the right thing to do. I, I, at first, I'm like, yeah, Dallas should take this. And then I'm like, are they really good enough to repeat? Um, maybe the Dragons come out with a vengeance, but it's too late now. I'm all in for the Fuel. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I don't. Okay. You know what? I, I, I was, my, my gut tells me dragons. My gut yeah. tells me dragons. Like I, and I, I, but yet that's, that's going to get, that's counter to, to my belief that the, the team that's on the top should get the advantage. Yeah. When it's not a bad split. pick. So yeah, I'm going to say dragons win. Sure. Uh, and it's first to four on the grand final, first to three with the uh, the rest. So there you have it. Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe that means uh, now that my bracket's been submitted, your bracket's been submitted, uh, one uh, one shall prevail. Um, speaking of of pickums, the uh, the leaderboard as it uh, as it stands. Uh, I first of all, if you happen to follow RSP on Twitter, you would have noticed that uh, we had tweeted out uh, the leaderboard where it was so tight. We had a three way tie. Uh, the person that asked for that to be done on me, why? Because it involved him. Yes, of course. Uh, but uh, the June just has has shaken out a little bit. You are at the top of uh, the leaderboard with eighty one points, followed oh, yeah. by Sheep at seventy nine and Kevin at seventy eight. <laughs> I have fallen all the way down to seven. Ooh, that's points. slow. Yeah, it's. I had a rough, rough weekend. Um, um, but uh, again, there's still time to uh, to to make a, a a push forward. We obviously yes. have uh, the playoffs. Lock those picks in. Get those points. I've been there before. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then after June Justice done, we've got the the summer showdown to to get into. So again. Uh, we're just doing this for fun and the easiest way. If you want to sign in, you can do it at any point. You can join at any point in the season. Uh, just go to overwatchleague.com, go to the Pickums website, log in, make your picks, search for the ready, set, pwn uh, dashboard or leaderboard, join it. And uh, you too can uh, be in on this action. Uh, a few players to, to talk about. Uh, DM retired from the Shanghai Dragons. Uh, he uh, announced his retirement and there were rumors that that was going to be the case. Uh, the Shanghai dragons then uh, gave him uh, a pretty fond farewell. Like it was like eight, eight different tweets. Yeah. Um, talking about uh, how he was uh, uh, moving on. Um, so that uh, that's big news. We already talked a little bit about the fact that the Paris eternal went through uh, a transition with the uh, elevate retiring due to health. And then uh, the Evastola joining and um, hot news. It just, just happened while we were recording is that uh, the Guangzhou Charge have announced that Extra has joined uh, as an assistant coach, and they have parted ways with Coach Nico. Mm. So some changes happening in Guangzhou. Okay. Yeah, they need some changes. I, I, I get, get it. 
Uh, in the game itself uh, that we're playing right now, there was a patch that rolled out to mostly nerfs. So we saw adjustments to uh, uh, Baptiste, Echo, McCree, Zarya. We saw Reaper get a buff. Uh, and then Moira, I called it an adjustment. I feel it sort of nets as a nerf um, with the, the change. But uh, ultimately, the one that I think most people are welcoming is the Echo uh, nerf. What was the Echo adjustment? I didn't uh, uh, I remember. Alt charge. All charges. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, slow down. What about Reaper? Uh, Reaper. So his primary generates a little bit extra health. Okay. Smart. He deals damage. He's yeah. I mean, a it's, bit sadder now. A thick. Exactly. Boy. I mean, I'll be honest. When I play uh, Reaper, I find Red Team Reaper. Uh, he can snipe me across the map. <laughs> it's like a, a widow with shotguns. When I play holding Reaper, pellets. Right. When I play Reaper, I can I can take two shots in the head and I'm tickling you. I mean, you giggle like Elmo. You're losing uh, one-on-ones against baby diva yeah, pretty, without, pretty without the mech dropping on your head. <laughs> exactly. No, no. Essentially babe, baby diva goes and, and generates so much damage that by the time that she kills me, it's not the final bullet. It's the mech that squishes me with my one HP. <laughs> um, meanwhile, I've, I've tickled her and made her giggle. Like it, it's nuts. I just, <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, and then uh, it was announced today, but uh, they updated the, uh, the Baptiste skin. So, uh, the, uh, the, uh, funk teast as, uh, yeah. as we know it, that was introduced in anniversary. Uh, they've updated his, uh, disc to be a disco ball. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it's amazing. But I-, I liked one comment from Twitter that I saw in reply to this announcement. Someone said, I, f- I forgot who it was, but someone said bullying works. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah, the, the devs were bullied into it because everybody was in an uproar. Like, oh, how come his thingy is not a disco ball? And yeah, no, the devs, props to them. They're always like, yep. they have their ears to the ground. I remember there was once like this uproar about Hanzo's hair with some skin and they just fixed it. Good job. Yeah, they're, No, I, when it comes to the cosmetics in the game, they, they have shown an ability to go in and, and make adjustments yeah. um, quite quick. Uh, maps, map design, not so much. Um, there's a reason why no one likes Paris. Yeah. Remember Horizon Lunar Colony too? Well, her, her, I don't, I actually don't recall original Horizon. It's been so long. No, but it hasn't been in the, oh, you don't play a competitive as much. Well, I don't it play competitive. It hasn't been I see there it all in the like time years. In I haven't played that map. That's how at least it feels to me. Obviously it's not years, but. It's been a while. Mystery heroes. It's there all the time. There's like, yeah. you know, six V six team fights in space, like literally out the doors in space, six V six, five I orbs. Sh- in I Azaria. should play that one day. I'll, I'll see when you're on and I'll uh, join you for a few. Uh, but here we are at the end of another fabulous show. Um, as we already talked about the Vancouver Titans, Toronto defiant, they're going to be on the outside looking in. So when we come back next week, we'll be talking about the results of the June Joust. And uh, crowning a potential new winner, though Dallas is there to uh, keep their hands firmly attached to that crown. Uh, and there's obviously going to be some more news that'll trickle out. Uh, the teams will then get a slight break before action will kick in, but we will continue to come back week in and week out. But as we do with every episode, uh, Ani, what final words of wisdom uh, do you have for all of our listeners? Go, sons, go. I don't know how, um, you know, wisdomous those words are. It is what wisdomous it is. a word? It, it's wisdomness, yeah. Wisdomness, yeah. Wis- wisdomity. Oh, I don't know. Wisdomness is good. Yeah. 
Uh, words of wisdom from me. Words matter. Make them count. Mm-hmm. But on behalf of uh, Ani at Ani Strafe, myself, Chris at Lightforce, you can find us online at Ready, Set, Pwn and all the socials where ReadySetPone.com is our website. And if you go there right now, you'll notice some images are doing crazy stuff. I apologize. I don't know what's going on, and I might just change the WordPress theme to solve it because I'm not smart enough to fix it otherwise. Uh, we are going to be back, as I said, next week. And uh, if you have an idea you wish to share or a hot take of ours that you wish to destroy, join our Discord discord.io slash ready set home and uh, join in on the conversation. So with all of that out of the way, catchphrase.